Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Our thanks to this week's sponsor, Warfield Plants, Bridge North, Shropshire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and uh, hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. It's been quite a week. The weather a bit unpredictable with some sunny weather. Last Saturday, for example, I could at last get the lawns mown. Uh, But we've had some really heavy rain, which has uh, bruised and damaged sweet pea flowers. And frequent showers have prevented us sort of really getting on with things. The rain has put paid to our large pansy trial at last, and most of them are now being stripped out and replaced by the second late sowing in the Fluoroselect year of the calendula trial. You know, the first sowing well up, and uh, quite honestly, we need to strip the pansies away from them to give them the air and space to uh, really develop. They should grow on now at a cracking speed. It is of note where we've been able to uh, studiously deadhead pansy cultivars. They have kept going. And Cool Wave Yellow, for example, we have one patch that um, pretty well three times a week I've been carefully deadheading and pinching back, and it's still full of colour, as it has been for four months. They are remarkable value for money, these modern uh, pansies. Roses, too, are unbelievably good. Strong growth, plenty of flowers, and lots of new shoots. I mean, the Precious series... uh, in three different colours that we planted bare root last February, look as if they've been in place for years. I'm very pleased too with the edging that we've put around them. It's a mixture of the Napita Persian Blue, which I've sung the praises of a fair bit in the last 12 months. It stays compact, and uh, if you trim it back when some of the flowers begin to fade, the new growth comes very quickly, so it flowers again and again and again. But around the uh, demonstration rose bed, we've mixed Verbena Seabrook's Lavender, and the two seem to work remarkably well together. And, of course, both of them loved by the bees. I mean, the verbena sort of runs through the uh, catmint and acts almost like a punctuation, gives an added dimension to the uh, mass of flower colour. What's new? Well, last week, the new Hilltop Science and Education Centre was opened at uh, Wisley, along with three new gardens covering some four acres surrounding it. It's an eye-catching building, both the inside and out. 
And on the second floor, there's an outdoor viewing terrace that allows glances right across the gardens and out to the further horizon beyond. Everything's on a grand scale, as you'd expect, I suppose, with a £30 million investment. Uh, But I cannot help but wonder whether the home gardener with shrinking garden size is being overlooked, uh, certainly with uh, some of the ornamental planting and uh, indeed with the the veg growing. I'll be making a return visit uh, this week for the first of four Namisha trial assessments. And I mean to have another look at the World Vegetable Garden to check to what extent the ordinary home gardener is catered for. It'll be easier too without all the people around for the opening. If I can just quietly have a bit of a look and an assessment, I should come back with a better overall view. Uh, I've I've also been out to visit the Curley family, plant breeders uh, in Cambridge, which includes Namisha, as it happens, uh, and uh, they're looking for uh, cultivars which are hardy to uh, certainly minus four, long flowering and uh, easy to grow. They see cuttings being rooted in the autumn and sold in the spring, March time, alongside uh, things like, well, pansy and... uh, polyanthus their lavender bz series now bz that's capital b double e capital z double e bz series of lavender are in full flower and i can see their trios of three different colors in one pot proving popular pot those on into a larger container and for four years you would have a scented uh, evergreen foliage and attractive fragrant flowers at this time of year. Another plant loved by bees. My guest today is Phil Johnson, a wholesale sweet pea grower. I think it would be fair to say that, um, like a sticker rock, if you snapped him, it would be sweet peas all the way down. Phil, is that correct? And how did you get into this uh, sweet pea seed business? Thank you, Peter. Um, yes, I've, I've grown sweet peas for, for all of my life. So uh, both from a, from a gardening interest point of view, from showing, from uh, exhibiting. And um, about 10 years or so ago, I'd started uh, with a small uh, mail-order business uh, selling sweet pea seeds and plants. And uh, as time went on, the opportunity came up to uh, to move into the wholesale uh, sweet pea seed business. And that's that's where we are today. Well, now we've just had uh, a wander through some of your uh, production houses and you look to me to be doing some really wonderful work on cleaning up some popular and well-established cultivars. Once seed production went to California and they started to produce our sweet pea seeds on a mass scale and combine harvesting them, the qualities went down a bit. What do you need to do to uh, get our stock qualities back? Well, we, we start off with a very small number of uh, sweet pea seeds of, of one variety and I'll pay very close attention to those plants as they grow 
and just selects the ones that are as true to type as possible. And with the, the many years that I've been spending growing sweet peas, I, I can I can spot the right one most times. So from those uh, very small quantities of seeds, we then save from those plants, and then the following year we'll have a slightly larger scale production from that very pure seed stock. And again, we'll pay very close attention to any colours or forms that shouldn't be in there, and we'll remove those. And so we've got quite a good quantity of seed to then go into a, a much larger production. So we do have very best to keep the stocks as true as possible. And when it comes to a field-scale production, we only let that uh, circulate for probably two years before we then come back again to the start and, uh, and keep that going. So if it's taking two or three years to clean up a stock, it's going to cost a bit more money. But in terms of uh, gardeners, you know, if I buy a packet of whatever it is, Mrs R Bolton or uh, Nimbus or whatever, and I find that there are all kinds of strangers popping up, I get really quite cross. And I would certainly be prepared to pay a little bit more for the packet uh, to be sure I was getting... uh, what was right. I mean, are there many people like you cleaning these stocks? Well, I, th- I think there's probably very few of us doing that. Um, obviously, to cut costs, it's much easier to recycle the, the, the uh, wholesale production uh, scale of uh, crop uh, from one year to the next. There's, there's very low labour inputs with that. But I, I know, uh, having been an amateur, or I am an amateur gardener, I know how important it is that uh, if, if you buy a packet of pink sweet peas, you want pink sweet peas. And as part of the process, if I can keep those stocks as clean as possible, um, that's you know that's what I want to do. I want everybody to have the seeds that, uh, that they expect to find in that packet. Now, as we walked down the houses, you were giving me all kinds of little nuggets of information. For example, the... Uh, I'm growing one of um, the Fragrant Falls types. Can you tell me a little bit about those? And then we saw a whole house of uh, Valerie Harrod, lovely colour and quite popular with uh, the exhibitors, I think. Are some varieties easier for you to grow and more prolific with seeds? And how about names? You know, I saw a house with... Charles Unwin in. What's the story behind that? Three questions, I'm afraid. Thank you, Peter. The Fragrant Falls, which uh, I, I believe Saturn's are offering this year, that's what we call a, a semi-dwarf variety, that, so that won't get sort of much above table height if you give it some support. But it's also very good in troughs and pots to, to trail over, maybe even trail over a balcony, something of that sort. It's quite a distinct uh, colouring to it, and lots of stripes of uh, colour within a within a white bloom, and very ruffled sort of blooms, and also lots and lots of blooms on the plants. So they're very colourful. Um, not the longest stems, but uh, lots of colour in the garden and, and great in in pots and containers. And then the Valerie Harrod, uh, yeah, you're right, Peter. It's a, it's a great one with the exhibitors. It's the long stems, nice big frilly flowers, and absolutely gorgeous orangey pinky salmon sort of color to it it looks absolutely stunning uh, particularly with the, the weather today it's it's really looking at its best uh, and a very pleasant scent as well so a really really good variety 
As regards the, the fecundity of, of different seed varieties, they broadly fall, fall into two different sorts. So we, we have the Spencer types, which are the, the large frilly blooms on the long stems. And they are a little shyer to set seeds than what I would call the more traditional old-fashioned types. Um, so if you see a packet of old-fashioned mixed or you might see Prince Edward of York or something of that sort, those ones tend to produce a lot more seeds than the, the than the big frilly ones. Oh, and then Charles Unwin, yes, a name from the past now. He, he was very well known back in the last century for heading up the, the Unwin's family seed company. Did a lot of work with hybridising and producing sweet peas himself. And uh, in the mid-80s, Unwin's introduced a variety called Charles Unwin in his honour. And it's a lovely shade of almonds, maybe slightly salmon pink. Again, long stems, lovely fragrance, very distinctive, uh, great variety. Now, when I start to surf net, I come across uh, quite a lot of uh, bloggers who appear to be uh, venturing into this sweet pea and flower seed business. Uh, Is that a developing trade? It's uh, certainly something that we've become more aware of really just in recent months of of these people that are are, are using social media to to great effect and uh, often promoting their their own experience in their own gardens and what they're growing. And I think it's a tremendous way to promote gardening in general. As as part of that, they're finding that they're being approached to to offer seeds and plants uh, to supply to, uh, to all their followers. And that uh, that interest is starting to come through to us now. And certainly these uh, salmon shades, uh, if I can call them that, are, are very popular with these, with these people. Now, can we also uh, take some advantage of your growing experience? Those people who uh, perhaps have been and seen some of the cultivars we have at uh, Flora Fantasia at Hyde Hall that love the scent of uh, high scent, and the benefit of cutting sweet peas, what tips would you give uh, somebody who's setting out for the first time to grow sweet peas? When should they sow them? How should they grow them? Well, that's quite a question, and I could spend hours talking about that, but uh, (laughs) rest assured I I shan't. Um, Probably the easiest, if you're starting, uh, starting from scratch here, is I would probably start to sow the seeds probably in March, and I'd be popping them into pots in some multi-purpose compost, probably two or three seeds in a nine centimetre, three and a half inch pot, something of that sort. And I would give them minimal protection. So if you've got a cold greenhouse, that would be great, or even somewhere sheltered against the house. Whatever you do, don't put them inside on the windowsill because they'll stretch in next to no time and become rather weak and useless plants. And then um, given a month, six weeks, something of that sort, just finish hardening them off and then into the ground in well-prepared soil. So get some organic matter into the ground, prepare it well, water the plants well, and you'll see within a few weeks they'll start to romp away. They'll need some sort of support. You can use all sorts of things for that, whether it be old-fashioned pea sticks or wigwams, netting. They, they scramble up all sorts of things, so that's that's quite easy. Don't let them dry out through the through the summer. That's very important. It's very difficult to get them to, to go again once they've uh, got to that stage. And keep cutting the blooms, as they say. Well, now, can I pick up with that, keep cutting the blooms? Because when we were walking up and down your houses... 
there's an exception to every rule, I believe. Do you have one cultivar where perhaps that would prove that exception? Well, uh, there are a few, and they're not very well known, but there is one called uh, Heaven Scent, which is spelled S-C-E-N-T, and it's a lovely shade of very pale pastel salmon pink again, Large blooms, long stems, it's a fantastic thing. Everybody loves it. But it sets very few seeds indeed. Uh, and if this is the case, and if you're lucky enough to get hold of some of the seeds for it, then you probably wouldn't need to worry about deadheading it because it's going to set very few seeds. And if it's not setting seeds, it's going to keep on flowering. Uh, Phil, thank you very much for your time. I wish you every success because... Uh, the more you're cleaning up the stocks, the uh, better satisfied gardeners growing sweet peas will be. Thank you very much for your time and your experience, which I'm pleased to share. Next week, we uh, hope to bring news of our big chrysanthemum poppin planting with over a thousand scholars at Pershaw High School, all potting their own uh, chrysanthemum cutting. Uh, but more details of that. Just uh, keep your fingers crossed for us that the weather is fine on uh, Monday and Tuesday. My tailpiece? Well, I was explaining about uh, our weekly podcast to a group in a garden this week, and one asked me to explain, what is a podcast? And after saying it was um, a kind of radio program uh, that you reach via the computer or iPhone... Another member of the group said, I thought it was a sowing of garden peas. Podcast. Yeah, I know. Which reminds me, it's time to sow a late maturing row for autumn harvest. And the best one for this is called Terrain. It has very good resistance to mildew disease. Well, I hope you have a good weekend and some dry and sunny weather so that uh, we can all crack on in the garden. Look forward to speaking again next week. Our thanks to this week's sponsor, Warfield Plants, Bridge North, Shropshire. To my producer, Rich Charman, and of course to you for listening. Thank you.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, 